straight, no chaser. I think we're live. Well, here we are once again, Straight No Chaser, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Once again, we appreciate you listening. Please tell your friends. We're available on Spotify, Facebook. We are on, what else? Uh, Amazon, not Amazon. Not Amazon, Apple. Apple, there you go. Apple, We every, everywhere that podcasts are. Google Podcasts. Google all Podcasts, that. Anchor. Straight No Chase of the Podcast. Please tell your friends, like, share, subscribe, all that other good stuff. And uh, yeah, so KG's here. You came just in time. We just got here. Go ahead, introduce yourselves. KG. KG, what's cracking? <laughs> what's up, Cage? We hadn't even, we just started. We just started. Hey, Ra man. in the house, throwing at the big ox. What's going on, party people? We in the building again. Let's get it. Once again, once again. Well, I mean, Wait, hold a second. Congratulations. Can we give it to him? Can we give it to him? Congratulations, okay, sir. Brother, can we give it to him? Round of applause. Round of applause. Why are we doing this? Uh, Keltrick just celebrated the birth of his second child. Uh, we weren't even knowing if he was going to come in tonight, but just had a second baby. What was it? Wednesday? What was it? Monday. Saturday. 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 So, yeah, man, congratulations yes, to sir. wife and family. Yes. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, kiss the wife, hug the wife for us. You know, Listen. y'all, y'all got love. Y'all family. We got another family member. He, just, he, you can see the father glow on his face, boy. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, check this. I've been hanging out with my daughter like every day since my son's been born, since we got back home. And so it's been fun just kind of kicking it with her. We just went to the park on her little tricycle, ice cream, donuts. I mean, just she ain't healthy too a little bit in there. But you know, we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I'm kicking it, boy. This is a good time, man. I think um, having experienced this phase when, you know, the children is like real little and just everything is new and fun and you can kind of like get into the bubble like you in the NBA and it's just like, yo, it's about this little family here. You know what I'm saying? And so going to the playground and going to the mall and just all those kind of little family fatherly type things. This is a very wonderful time, man. Take advantage of this. Soak it all up. It's going to be real cool. Only thing that's unique is, you know, with COVID, it makes it it's a little interesting with that dynamic. But all in all, I must say, the food at the hospital was so good. Mm. <laughs> was yeah, so I good. saw the photos. I saw so the photos. That's I've never, I've that never had food at the hospital that tasted good, but I looked forward to it. Like every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was was that steak? Was that steak and lobster tail? Yeah, that was a celebration dinner. So at this hospital, you have a celebration dinner. And uh, you get three meals every day. But a celebration meal, they have like a, I guess, a unique selections. So like portobello mushrooms, steak, lobster tail, like what, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was dope. Doing it big well to deserved. celebrate. Well deserved, well deserved, man. Real. Get it, sir. Very beautiful, very beautiful. And everybody's home now, everybody's safe. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So glad to have you here with us. And you hear Quiet House. 
For yeah, now. that's good. For now. For now. He, about, he about to wake up and go to go get something to eat. But it's uh, Break it up. Yeah, that is definitely a blessing because, you know, I was looking at um just, you know, quick current event stuff that I just saw with uh, uh, what's that boy? Uh, Chrissy Teigen and um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 rough. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we know. Oh, I'm, people, I'm, new, I'm new to that. What's happening? What, she had what a miscarriage on the third kid. Oh damn! Huh? And um, you know, we know a ton of people who've had miscarriages, and you know, we've been very fortunate to not experience that. And we, you know, it, it could have been us too, quite frankly. Mm. But Word. it's fortunate, man. Just prayers go out to them and all those who've experienced miscarriages, especially people who have been farther along and you, you feel like you're in the safe zone mm-hmm. and it's like, it, it happens. And I mean, clearly, I mean, even even with him being on this side of the equation, you know, that's, a, that, that's we're very fortunate, but you know, sudden infant death syndrome is a real thing. So, you know, once he gets to like one, you feel like at that point we'll be okay. Word, word. Right, and on that note, we can just put that there. One thing about that uh, Chrissy Teigen situation and I co-signed everything that y'all said, uh, I guess I'm just old school. Some things I just don't think should be shared on social media. I understand telling people what happened because you're right. This is unfortunately a very widespread situation. But like I saw a picture of her, I want to say like immediately afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, that was just really uh, a lot for me. God bless them. They wanted to make that decision that type of information out there many many people go through it unfortunately it is what it is i don't know if i would have made that decision but you know that's on them right and that's that's just where we are right now people are overexposing themselves like i've seen pictures of people at wakes and funerals holding hands of loved ones as they're passing away and i'm like you know if that's the choice they choose to make god bless them but that's not necessarily necessarily something i would have made you know so i would have posted something like that god bless them Listen, I made a, a kind of decision to now post my kids on social media. I used to, like in the beginning, but then I was like, man, I got some good words of wisdom from some some elders. And I just re- I rethought that. So I don't, you don't see my kids really on there like that. You may see one picture here and there, but I'm not chronicling their whole life in social media. In fact, some people was pissed at me because I didn't tell them that we was having a baby this go around. And I, I'm, maybe piss is an exaggeration, but you know, little, like shocked that I didn't share. And I'm like, first of all, COVID's happening and people are going through a lot of loss and a lot of changes financially, et cetera. And I'm like, man, I don't want to put that news on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of kept it low key and I get it, but it ain't everybody's business, quite frankly, to your point, Rushing. <laughs> you knew that, you knew I was going with that and it ain't everybody's business. Sure, sure. Bottom line. So, um, we gonna try to get this thing rolling here. Uh, the first thing that we really need to talk about is gonna be a little bit different. So, kind of speaking about uh, kids and whatnot. I don't know, Keltra. You don't. I don't know if you're gonna be able to even talk about this. But like, when do y'all feel like is the best time to introduce? Now we all got children here. So, when is the best time to introduce a new person? God forbid, let's say that y'all's marriages broke up, whatever, whatever. You're going to introduce somebody else to your children. Do you feel like uh, that is something that, is there a time frame that you look for? Steve Harvey says that women should not engage in carnal activity for 90 days at minimum. 
So because of various different things we ain't even gonna get into, that's stupid by the way. But do you have like that kind of time frame for, you know what I'm saying, meeting your children when you meet somebody new? You know, it's just something I'm curious about. I mean, I think everybody varies. Cause I mean, you know, me, for instance, I used to have the old, 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 what I call for me, old school stature of like, if I'm dating, I gotta see if you're gonna be the one first. I used to have a ground rule of like minimum six months, maximum a year before you really get to interact with my kids. But now the older I'm getting, I try to say to myself, is that really feasible? Because one, who could stop love? Who could stop feelings? And if everything feels right, you know, I'm not saying within like a month or nothing like that, but if everything is going on a consistent basis, for me, the word gotta be consistent. If we moving right, the vibes are there, eventually you're gonna have to meet them. So I don't know, I'm, part of me is thinking that six months is a little bit too long, but I do believe you gotta have a window. You know what I mean? I, me personally, I wouldn't say no earlier than, you shouldn't be meeting my kids within two months of me talking to you because mm -hmm. you being crazy, something might pop off. But, you know, I don't, th I don't think that six months is, is really feasible. I say maybe three months. Within three months of us being consistent and it's going right, I think that's an adequate time. But I know some people that's letting people meet their kids off the first date. Like, hi, this is my daughter. And I'm like, mm. well, do you mean meet the kids or like engage introduce, with, have a relationship see, with? I mean, for me, meet, for me, meeting you, meeting my child means I'm bringing you into my world. You know what I'm saying? At least from my standpoint. So that means you've come to my house, you're in my sanctity. And I'm saying, hi, this is, these are my girls. That's, that's a little bit too personal. I can't. Mm. I got you. I mean, it makes it for me. Um, you ain't going to meet them, period. I mean, I take that back. You will meet them because I have them so much. It's impossible for you not to meet them. But um, engaging with them and having a relationship and, you know, all those other good types of things is something I'm just really uncomfortable with. Um, if that other person had children, I would be not necessarily trying to, uh, be the stepfather just yet. You know what I'm saying? So months, years, it, it damn sure ain't going to be, you know, two, three months. Um, yeah, you probably not going to engage that much with my children for a very, very long time, but you know, it is what it is. And I'm on the, uh, I'm on the other side of that, that equation because I don't, I don't have biological children. Children I have, the child I have is by way of marriage. So I'm the one where my wife would have to determine when is he gonna meet my daughter. Mm. She ain't become my daughter. She become my daughter until we marry. Mm. So while I I knew my wife for many 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 years, it was there was really no need for me to meet her daughter. I saw her once when we were out and about bump into each other. I, there was no reason for me to meet her. At the moment, I was reinserted, we reinserted each other in, into each other's lives. Then I think at that point, um, we were on the clock. So, but even the initial reinsertion, it was something simple, it was something innocent. It was, I was, I was doing photography and we, we kicked it, we had a conversation, um, met up to do some photography for her, some family, um, pictures her, her mother, her daughter. And I think um, there was an immediate connection because her daughter was like, after that session, they told me this later on. Her daughter was like, mom, I think you like me. <laughs> I was like, 
but that was me meeting the daughter. But I didn't interact with her again until she turned 13. I, I shot her 13th birthday party. And, and then at that point, I knew who she was. She knew who I was, but I don't think she knew we were dating. Your wife we didn't, right actually, actually, at that point, we weren't really dating. But immediately after that, we were. And it was like, you know, she didn't hide her from me. She didn't hide me from her. And I think that it's important, my perspective, not having had a biological child that I raised and then separated from the mama and then went out there in the world to tender myself into another relationship without having that experience, I would still say that I think it's important for the person you're dating to meet your child early on. Because, and it's something my wife said, she was like, if, if the baby girl ain't like you, it'd have been a wrap. So let's say you getting in this relationship, you kicking it with, with Shorty, you really feeling her, you really, and then they finally meet your kids and your kids is like, F her, I don't like her, she produces, she's trash, she I, she rubs me, what are you gonna do then? Mm. You know what I'm saying, you, you gonna choose both the, 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 the chick you've been building a relationship with for six months while you had her hidden from your kids, or are you gonna choose your kids? I mean, mm. there's no question, of course you choose your children, it's a wrap. So, so why waste that time? I would say, Meet early, know that off the break, and then be like, I'm rolling with my kids and I don't have to worry about old girl over here. But then if you had to put a timestamp on early, what's considered early for you, Ralph? I know you ain't talking, I doubt, I don't want to speak for you, but I doubt you'd be talking within the first week. You know what I'm saying? So what's considered? Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about first week, but I'm saying by the time you have four or five dates with someone, if that's some, at that point in time, there needs to be, it doesn't have to be, hey, Junior, come here, let me let you meet somebody. This is, Miss, no, this is Miss so it doesn't have to be like that. It could be casual like meetings, bumping into, and then you, you create an environment where there has to be some type of interaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what y'all, which the word that everybody looking for is looking for when you say meet is really exposure. When you yeah. expose this person to your children. And I think that's very subjective, right? It could be for John, it could be a, a very long period of time. I, I can't fathom right now what that would even look like from a time a time frame standpoint um i don't even think four or five dates is is enough time to be like you know what i'm gonna give my children exposure to this person i may be kicking it with because four or five dates could be one week if I you might not like it after four or five dates you might not right um but again exposure is not the same as like a relationship per se mm -hmm. it's just they see them around, they, you kind of see what, what it feels like for the group to kind of be together for a little bit. I imagine you move in and out of that. Uh, but in terms of when I think about what I trust this person and being around my kids without me being present, mm. that means a lot. That means a lot, yes. That's the, that's the litmus test right there. Like when I leave my kids with you and think that one, you'll, you'll care for them not the same, but as much as I would as their father. Right. Um, you know, that, I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a really tall bar to kind of leap. And I don't, you know, not being in that position. I do know people who, who had kids and immediately got divorced. Mm -hmm. I know people who have kids that just, they got kids with different, you know, some folks and various people in, in their lives. But the real question thing for y'all, the, the two of you guys that are divorced, is like, what were you comfortable with when you're, you're, your, your ex brought other people into your kid's life. Did, was you with it? Like, you know what, it's all good. Or was you kind of like, wait a minute now, why are you bringing these, these dudes or uh, women? I don't, you know, I, I don't know what they into, but 
<laughs> going 2020 now, right? Bring these right. people around my kids, you know what I mean? And and, and for me, I, my wife and I talk about that, like if we don't make it, what's the game plan? We don't need to have one, but that's the conversation we kind of have. Like, you know, what's the time frame when you think that we should be having other people around the kid? Like all of that stuff is kind of, we should have think about. I mean, um, I am not privy to those discussions whatsoever. My ex-wife does whatever the fuck she wants to do, clearly. Um, but nonetheless, like, you know, my children are much older now. So, you know, I she does what she does. She's dating, she's doing a thing. You know, it is what it is. Uh, neither she nor I have significant others that spend a lot of time with us and the children. So it's like, when I got my kids, I'm with my kids. When the kids are with her, she's with the kids. Now, yeah, like you said, you know, there's times where somebody comes over here and they meet and womp, womp, womp or whatever. But as far as like, you just kind of post it up, you sitting on my couch and, you know, you have a relationship with them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we don't really do that. And it's funny, I was dating somebody who told me once upon a time, and this was a real eye opener for me. She was like, I can't be your children's mother. They already got a mother. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that woman's job. I can only do what I can do. And I was like, you know what? That's absolutely right. You, you can play a role, but you will never be their mother. You will never be, you know, that for them. They I don't agree with that statement, actually. I think um, you can be somebody's mother and father, even if you're not biologically, you know, that individual. Because my grandfather, there's no blood relation whatsoever. And y'all met him. And I would say he cared for me as if I was his own. Not, not, he did, quite frankly. You know what I mean? Like everything that he helped me get into college, he helped me buy my engagement ring, I paid him back. But in terms of who I went to for support, who taught me everything, how to be a man, et cetera, like he was a blueprint for me. So I don't, I don't know if I could agree with the fact that her decision was not to be your kid's mom. But I think other people can definitely, you know, play the role of mother, father, what parents do. That's what foster parents do. Right. It's the, it's the individual. I do that. Some people can and some people cannot. I think that it also depends because like you could have met somebody and you can play this role as father and so on and so forth with your current setup. But who's to say that you could not or didn't want to or whatever Back in the day, when you met somebody else who had kids, it just—it all kind of depends. For me, I ain't bringing you around my kids, so you know it yeah. is what it is. It, it, and there are there are examples of it where it's just, it goes way left and it's overboard. Like um, I dated this one young lady, I think when I first came back from Atlanta, I came back to DC, got in a relationship with somebody. She had a three-year-old child. Um, I remember this, and I, I, I'm over at the crib. And and now the both of us are kind of like sleep in the bed, and three almost going on four. Her daughter comes out of her bedroom. Mind you, I, I hadn't been kicking it with this woman more than a week and a half. Like I, I knew her, but we this is our time really just kicking it. And she crawl, crawls up in the bed between me and her mama, and I'm sitting there like, what? The? And mama. Thought nothing of it. Like this, this is fine. This is okay. This is cool. I was like, what? Now, can I just bring this? I, I don't know. I got to unpack this a little bit. So, 
let's just repeat what you just said for the internet. You said that you met this woman and a week and a half later, y'all- No, I, I, had, I, I didn't just meet her. We had known each other. Right. I had left and I had just come back to, from, from Atlanta to DC. We reconnected and then right. we started talking. I will okay. say for the record, it was the worst relationship I had had in ever in my life. Like we were together for less than a year and we argued more than I argued with every woman I had dated my entire life. It was just horrible. And now I was I was locked in on certain things that um what I was, was going to ask is in retrospect yeah now okay let me make sure I understood correctly you said the second y'all knew each other you left you came back and within after you reconnected y'all had known each other for a week and a half blah 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 you were spending the night her daughter who was three four years old came and got in the bed with you so that happened roughly about a week and a half after y'all had reconnected is that correct? Two, three max. Two, three weeks, something like that. So what I was going to say is, at that point, when that happened, those two or three weeks, and that happened, did that make you feel like, okay, this is a red flag for me? This is some, This is a family vibe or energy that I'm kind of like, man, this is real new. Did that make you feel some kind of way? Or did it make you be like, mm, okay, I can deal with it. And then you clearly see within a year, things blew up. No, it was it was immediately a red flag. Um but I was in a bad place when I got back from Atlanta. Matter of fact, you remember, I didn't come back. When I came, one of the main reasons I came back from Atlanta is because I remember I came up a couple of times to shoot a few things and I stayed at your crib. I was at your house. And I think I went to shoot a, a wedding up in, in near Baltimore or whatever. And you said something to the effect of, hey, you don't look good. You don't look right. Ooh, me? You, John. And you was like, <laughs> you was like, it, he's like, I got a floor, you got a floor. He was like, and you said, it, just like you was like, just like you told me when I went down to Houston, ain't no shame in coming back. So right. it ain't going right, and you want to come back to DC. He was like, he was like, fam, come back to DC. Because like, I was, I was in a bad place mm. when I was in Atlanta. And then when I, I came, remember. I know I you don't remember. Was, I would say it was before Atlanta, like it was precursor. Yes. Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta was, I think, the, the awakening period. Yes. And, and then, then when I came back, I was just like grasping for anything that was going to fill a void. Mm. So even though I saw the red flag. That's deep. It's the truth. Even right. though I saw the red flag, I was like, void filled. Eh, it don't matter. And that's, that's when I started learning. Like when I when you talk about Cage awakening, that's when I was awake. And I was like, dude, you, you got to be more intentional in this. Mm. Gotta be, mm-hmm. it, but it did start when her, her kid curled up in the bed, got up in between us, which is beautiful. Hey, hold but up! No, you know it's what, that, honestly, it's not though, something we, that you was with, though. You know what I'm saying? It's not beautiful for your three year old to get up in the bed with a dude. No, it's not with a dude with a dude. Correct, but I mean, with a mother and child, they call that uh, what is that term? KG, you probably remember. It's called co sleeping when the baby not at three years old. No, no, oh, I'm feeling. I feel like that's all right. My daughter has never slept in the bed with us since she's had her own room. But it's a thing. People do do that, but okay. For those that are watching this and listening to this, understand that John is the consciousness of our group. Like he, he, he gets us right. It's, it's not all the time, but there's moments in time where there's some pro- prolific stuff and just changes our whole minds. Just want to give you some props with that, brother. I didn't, I, I promise to God, I this whole phase, I don't know. It must have been in 2011, 2012 time frame because I was going through a lot myself. 
No, it was it was it was 2013 when I came back. Word. It was 2013. I, I, I came out. up that summer, and then when I went back down to Atlanta, right after that that week, that that weekend, I came up to shoot that stuff. And you said that I went down to Atlanta, and then someone called me and was like, "Yo, we got this gig. We want you to come up and do this, but you gotta work out of our headquarters." And I was like, "Well, where's your headquarters?" And they said, "Tyson's Corner, Virginia." Like it was right after we had that conversation. Hmm. I was like, "I'm coming home." God trying to but tell you. But you know something. what, though, to answer Kelsey's original question that he had asked, he was like, pretty much, you know, what would be the considered time frame? Now that I'm hearing the dialogue and we actually talking about it, I think it's just, I think y'all, the two people involved got to have that communication. You know, like if you don't feel comfortable meeting the significant, you know, we got to talk about it because I'm sitting here thinking, mm -hmm. like, all right, I could easily say if I'm dating six months to a year, but if the vibes are going right, and let's say they had an initial introduction, you know, and they were like, oh, hey, dad, she's cool, or whatever the case may be. That's giving me the green light from them saying, okay, she's cool, to maybe, maybe I could socialize you a little more and a little more. So honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think there necessarily is a time limit. I definitely don't think it should be anything sooner than a month. But if you have occasional, spontaneous, hi, how you doing? whatever, and you hear some feedback from your daughters and or your kids or whatever, and they like, hey, dad, she's cool, or hey, mom, he's cool, and you bring it around. If the vibe is right, it's going to happen. There ain't really nothing that you could do about it, for real, for real. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, because we can come up with all the little rules, and you might meet somebody that makes you throw that com complete rule book in the trash. So is what it is. Speaking of throwing rule books in the trash, we're going to pivot a little bit. Got to discuss this idiotic ass presidential debate real quick. We're not gonna stay on this forever. But I mean, wow, son. That was a lot. That was that was it's embarrassing. It's if I if I saw my children in doing that kind of thing in public, I would yank somebody up. I'd be like, yo, y'all cannot embarrass me like this in public. It was terrible. Now I saw somebody you, go ahead, Neil. No, no, because I'm just throwing my hat in because you know. I'm not the political one out of us, but I know I do need to contribute. But just being funny, and I, I know the answer, but I'm just throwing it out there. If this was back in the Obama days, and it was a thing between Obama and Trump, and Obama told the Bloods and the Crips, stand back and stand by, what the hell would have happened to Obama? Nothing. He's the president. He'd have got the vis in the media, but nothing would have happened yeah. to him. Wait, say that one word again, sir. That's your favorite word. I do like that. This exactly. Trump. What happened to Trump right now? No, he would. He would I, think, I think more. I think more than media evisceration. He would have lost a number of white folks. I mean, I think I think forty five lost some folks to some extent. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But this that 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 the that televised event was very similar to like a reunion show from a reality TV. It's mm -hmm. really what it was. Where everybody's shouting and the person in the middle is like, well, wait a minute, let me just finish. Like it really, outside of throwing some, some stuff at each other, that's what it looked like to me. Um, Joe Biden is about as, he's boring, not exciting. Um, but then you got the other one on the stage and that was deplorable, it was ridiculous. It's crystal, it's crystal clear if those are the choices, which one I'm going to make. I'm on the side of equality, not on the side of idiocracy. So I thought it was hilarious. I mean, like, it was I hate to tell y'all this, man. It was really funny. 
Your boy, Joe Biden, the man is 77 years old. God bless him. He's holding it together in public, but he sounds kind of frail. He sounds kind of like a 77 year old man. And I mean, it's it's 4576. What's up? Isn't 4576? I have no idea. I know that uh, Biden sounds old. He sounds his age. I mean, it's a win-win because if Biden gets in and then he dies, God, hopefully he won't. But if he does, that means Kamala, 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 whatever. She's next up and they're going to act a damn fool on Georgia Avenue. So either way it goes, it's all right with me. Trump is 74. So he's he's, he's 74. He's old too. They bump on my thing about the whole debate, though, I think a lot of people, at least commentators that I saw, was trying to make it seem like it was it was both of them acting out of pocket. And quite honestly, I don't view it like that. I don't. I think Trump was acting out of pocket and, and Biden was responding. Biden was not trying to go down on that level, but every once in a while, he had to say something and do something because if he didn't, what people would be saying the next day was, man, Biden just stood there and took it. I don't know if he'd have won for us. Yeah, he you can't saw. win. Yeah. You can't yeah. win. People would have been criticizing him if he did nothing. So I think he held he held the course. And I love the fact that when Trump was wilding out, Biden would look dead into the camera and he would talk to the people. He was yeah. like, you deserve, he's like, I'm not addressing yeah. this. You deserve, Trump never spoke to the people. And every once in a while, he called. Once he called him a clown. Once he said, "Man, will you shut up?" Once he called him racist. Right. Other than that, he was like, "Will you let me talk? Will you let me finish my point?" For me, that's him standing his ground. That's what I want to see. Do you think? And like I said, as as the least political out of the whole family right here, do you think a strong, a stronger moderator was needed? Or did it make a difference what who the moderator was? It probably been just as crazy. No, nah, I thought that that dude checked forty five a lot. He said no to his question several times. Forty five was a bully. I mean, he's just that's what he is. It, you know, it's mm. not not a shock to anybody that his antics. He gets off on the fact of, of power. I can only imagine if you work in a corporation what it's like. The the culture there has to be ridiculous, and um, the people who succeed in that culture. I, I would never want to work with them, for them, around them. It's just, it's a, it's, it's, it looks very toxic. Like what he, what he said, what he embodies is very toxic. We're going to reiterate my little bet here. So I, let's go around real quick because how many, we got what, less than a month before the election and all of y'all still on board with Biden winning. Is that correct? We got more than a month. A month, what, a month and a week? Something like that. It's, it's about a month. It's coming November 3rd. It's, it's October 1st. Yeah, right. Four or five weeks, something like that. So we're still saying Biden's going to win. Is that correct? For sure. Three out to four. Okay. Biden is Biden's going to win. Okay. Um, if, if Trump does win, yeah, I think, I think we're leaving the country. We talked about a wow. timeline that might be four to six months. To, to get liquid and get up out of here. At wow. least just until he's no longer president. What are you going to do with the house? Sell it to me or let, let me no, rent no, no. it. No, 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 keep the house. Okay. There's <laughs> other stuff we got. <laughs> Check this though. I thought it was um, interesting with the question that they posed about the, um, 
uh, RBG and 45 saying that we got, he, he said we got almost 400 judges. I think that went over a lot of 300, people. he said 300. He said by the time it's over, he will have four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he that said- That went over what, a lot of people's head. Yeah, and he said, what were the Democrats doing? You don't leave judges on the table like that. Yeah, he said, he said, he said uh, 44 left 170 something on, you know, on field seats, but they, they gotta get yes. confirmed. They gotta get confirmed. You just can't appoint people. And who confirms them? The Senate. And who was res- who was in control of the Senate? The Republicans, the ones who said we're not giving Obama nothing. So, but some dummy's gonna look at that and say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you leave all those judges out there? Yeah. Shut up. Read something. See. But again, with a lot of people's heads, and, and we think about giving this dude another turn, this this country already looks very different than it did four years ago, three and a half years ago. It's gonna look 180% different than it was than it does right now. This dude is a clown, man. He's a clown. All I got to say is, um, I again am somewhat involved with different Green Party elections and campaigns and this, that, and the third. Sometimes I phone bank, which is literally calling likely voters. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. I talk to likely voters on a weekly basis. And the thing that people don't want to face is that Trump is still appealing to the majority of the majority. White people still the majority in the country. He has got the majority of the majority. And really believe white people are the majority in the country. I, I, I kind of believe that that's what they just saying, but I don't know. It's 330 plus million people in America. White people are the majority. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't trust they vaccine, but you're going to trust their numbers. I don't trust <laughs> anything that mm. they say, but I do trust that. In fact, I believe that that's a low count because I used to work for the census and I know kind of how that goes. So I believe it's probably, that's the official number and that's probably low. When, so when it, when it comes to data and, and cultures, I believe whether it's in a newspaper or the census, I think they inflate white and deflate black or people of color. I just think they do that. Okay. I mean, we gonna be here and hope I'm wrong. I hope I have to PayPal, uh, cash app all three of y'all 10 bucks, but- I use Apple Pay, by the way. Apple I, Pay. I use Apple Pay as well. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna send you $10 in the mail. All that to say- I'm I mean, be shut down by then. So, so they, 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 they talking about um, potentially changing the rules so that with the next debate, they'll have like, pretty much they'll cut the mic off. And they'll be muted. You think that's gonna have any effect? You could, you can still like if I'm if I'm Joe Biden or even forty five, I can still hear what everybody else is saying. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I mean, only the person that's watching. But if I'm watching, I want to hear how ridiculous this dude is. See, the thing is, man, if you look at you know Fox News or these more Republican leaning kind of media outlets, and I'm not talking about like the news. You got to read what like the commentators are saying. That's what like the the regular people, the average Joes, they love the fact that he does the things that he does. He says the things that he says. They are enthusiastic about him. They don't give a damn about, you know, he lied and he did this and he's rude and all this other good stuff because the Democrats are adhering to some moral code, you know, city on a hill, we are taking a high road type nonsense. The Republicans are strictly about power. That's it. So white people respond to that. And they're like, we get that uh, that thing. And Trump keeps telling them what they want to hear. And they're going to come out for him. And it is what it is. But we all going to be here in five weeks to see 
So you think, do you think the fact that he only paid $750 in taxes will damage his credibility with his base? Nope. They love, they love getting out of taxes. They love not having to pay no damn taxes. There's plenty of people that think he was an intelligent businessman for doing legally what he's done, which is what other businessmen attempt to do. Bezos is like what everybody shut up Be- about. This. Bezos. Bezos. Bezos, uh, Bezos. Bezos. Bezos, the Amazon dude that's worth billions. billions, billions and billions. I read somewhere that Amazon paid like no tax. You know what I'm saying? But there, there, there is a difference business. between. That's there's a difference. Go ahead, Cage. That's, that's, a, that's a business. Right. He's an individual. Both should he pay their sell. taxes. What? If, Both should pay their taxes. Even as individuals. If if you if you wrap you up in the LLC yourself up in the LLC or you know how to do your individual taxes, there is a difference between tax avoidance, which is legal, mm-hmm. and tax evasion, which is illegal. Mm-hmm. So if you are lying to misconstrue your numbers so that you have the the lowest tax liability, you can go to jail for that. Like mm-hmm. Michael Cohen w- went to jail and now he's on house arrest, but he went to jail for tax evasion. And, mm-hmm. and even he was like, if I went to, ta- to jail over tax evasion for a million bucks, Trump has got to go to jail. He's not, like mean, evasion is different than, than, than avoidance. The law is the game is created so that you can avoid certain taxes if mm-hmm. you do your thing right, but you gotta be truthful about it. You know, the, the money you make, what you do, what you give away, take do it, you? what you, in order for it to be legal. Right. You got to be truthful about it. You got to be truthful mm-hmm. about it. You know, but if you ain't truthful about it and you get caught, tax evasion. Listen, I think this dude is trying to avoid losing. He doesn't go to. He knows he is on. He's on the clock to go to jail, man. Go to prison. He is. He's not getting. He's not getting um pardon. Ain't gonna be no no Nixon love for him. He's going to jail. He did rub so many people the wrong way. Now what he's he's stacking the deck with the courts. So if he comes up in front of one of his judges, but New York is going, they coming. New York is coming. If y'all think that Trump is going to go to jail, oh, you know what? We, we could go on and on around about this. He ain't going to jail. He is probably going to be reelected. Um, he is going to continue on the path that he's been on. And I am very curious because, Ra, you're not the only person that said this. All of y'all that was like, yo, I'm out. I'm going to Canada. I really want to see like, Exactly what happens before we let's talk about that. But before we go there, the reason why I'm 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 still where I am, but I'm leaning more towards you, um, John, is because they did the um, they had undecided voters in Ohio, that and they talked to them after the debate. People mm-hmm. were like, yeah, I'm undecided. I'm undecided. And after watching that debate, um, they were still like, mm, I don't know. I like what Trump says. I just don't like how he says it. And I'm thinking to myself, what did he say that you like? He and said, these were not just these weren't just white folk. They had black folk and people of color that was just like, mm, I don't know, maybe. And I'm sitting there thinking, did we just watch the same debate? Mm-hmm. So there, you're right. Not not he he's not necessarily speaking just to the majority of the majority. How many people of color is he also speaking to? That yeah. might be like. I want to vote for Trump. There are a lot of fools out there. I'm telling you, anytime you can look at this debate, that that last debate, and be like, I don't know who I'm voting for. 
I'm undecided. That tells me you're going to vote for Trump. Uh, no doubt. Plenty of people that are saying that they are undecided are going to get in there and been decided. They just don't want to talk about it. They don't want people to have a certain opinion about them. But everybody's decided by this point. Everybody that is paying any, you cannot tell me that somebody's like, I really still don't know between Biden and Trump. You damn sure know what you're going to do. You might not mm -hmm. want to tell nobody, and that's fine, but people know what they're going to do. Right. And they don't want to tell, especially on national television, they don't want to say they're going for Trump. People don't want to say that on Facebook. They're not doing that. Mm -mm. But they will get in that booth and or uh, turn in their ballot. Speaking of, y'all already voted and everything. You've done the, what do you call it, the uh, absentee vote or whatever, absentee nope. ballot? No, nope. we, we don't open up in Texas until the 13th. Got my joint right here. I'm, I'm not doing it. it I'm, I'm, I'm going in person. I'm going in person. But I, I just, every absentee ballot is going to gonna fuel Trump's campaign to overturn the election results. So I'm just going to, I want at the end of, of, of November 3rd, I want, I want Biden to be ahead and they still have to count absentee ballots. If Trump is ahead on that evening and they, can't, they count the, the absentee ballots and then Biden overtakes them, He's gonna take it to the courts. I want my, I want them to this on November third. Here you go, count it. Yep, Biden, count it. That's how I want to mm -hmm. do. I mean, um, as y'all know, you know, in what was it, twenty sixteen or whatever, uh, Clinton won the popular vote, but right. didn't particularly matter because of the. Come dynamic. on, that's, that's, that's an electoral college uh, discussion that would take far too long to unpack for people to really understand, other Facts. than the simplistic. The simplistic, she run, she won a popular vote. So she should, the electoral college takes work done back. I agree, I agree. And we ain't gonna bore the people to tears with that one, but you know, we'll touch on that maybe on another time. But something that we can touch on right now, um, I don't know if you know how to necessarily get into this, but uh, we saw a little ad or what, what was it? Twitter. You wanna read it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, it's not a Twitter, it's a tweet. It was go a ahead, tweet. Rob. It was a tweet. I don't know how many of y'all be following um, entertaining tweets, but there is, um, I, I stumbled across, what is it, an HBCU, HBCU Confessions. It's like- Oh yeah, that's, that's like, that joint be funny. Yeah, it, mm. it does be funny. So it's HBCU Confessions. People oh, they got some HBCUs confessions in there. And it, they're anonymous. Oh, oh. So the, the one that I saw that I thought was interesting, um, at least interesting for us to, bring up for discussion mm -hmm. hey i see y'all on, on facebook live and we be we're looking at your stuff and commenting and liking and, and hearting your stuff so the, the the comment was the tweet was uh why is having sex in your early adolescence so taboo i started having sex at 11 my body was ready uh, stop relying on dumb laws and society to tell you when you should be able to do something let's not forget People in the Middle Ages were having babies at like 13, 14. And that's from someone at BSU, Virginia State University. Okay, Trojans. Well, I mean, um, I think maybe 11 is a little too soon, but um, back in my day, I mean, and, and things are different now. Things are very, very different now. But um, when I was in middle school, it was very known and acceptable that people were literally having sex and everything that comes along with that. So you're talking about 13, 14 years old. I felt almost like I was a late bloomer because you know my whole little uh, sexual career, I guess, didn't start until eighth grade. 
and everybody else had already been doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like I was slow, but it's a different world now. And I look at like my daughter is 13, my son is 17. I can't imagine them getting into the type of stuff that we was doing. I remember, I mean, there was two girls in my eighth grade that was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? By ninth grade, they had daycare in the high school. So, you know, it was just, it was what it was. What's the question? Or what, what are we we're just addressing the fact that she's saying? Yeah, we're just addressing. There's no necessary, no necessary question. Or if you want to put a question to it, is she right or wrong? I don't think, well, I, I think we're, it depends on how you interpret the tweet, right? I'm interpreting the tweet where she's, there's, there's no law that says 11-year-olds and 11-year-olds can't have sex. Mm-hmm. The law, there are laws. For, if you 11 and 11 have sex with each other? Oh, you, oh you're talking about them at the peers at the same age. Yeah, it depends on the state you're in, because some states will be like, if you are underage, period, it doesn't matter. And other states will just be like, the underage party is protected, and the older party isn't. Well, so that's it does what, depend that's on the think, state. That's where I think she was going, is with having the choice to have sex with somebody that's older that would be deemed illegal, right? right? I think, I interpreted it more like that. I think that she's speaking at this point. I don't know if this person really goes to VSU. Anybody can be on Twitter and say they go to any school. Um, she clearly is, is, is mentally and emotionally scarred, in my opinion, to take something like that and think that it's okay. As an 11 year old person, you really have no idea what you're putting yourself or your body through when you, you start having sex. I mean, it feels good for sure. I mean, we've all, we've all experienced sex at, at different ages when we were younger than we were supposed to or needed to be, but you really don't know what you're doing. And having a kid when you're 11, 12 years old is not, that's not fun. You're not that's prepared. You financially can't care for that kid in the same, same way. Um, I mean, you're probably gonna end up being an absentee parent. Um, so it's, it's, I think the tweet is, is immature, irrational, it's coming from a person who is either, you know, critically damaged without, has not had any opportunity to get some, some, some psychology or psychological support. Right. It just, it, just, yeah. it feels grossly mis, mis, misinterpreted in my opinion. Yeah. That's what Aisha said. Aisha said that pretty much she's dealing with, 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 with trauma. To be 11, talking about like, you know, it is what it is, do what you want to do. Um, um, Denise Saunders uh, Thompson said that talked about double standards though. Like if that was a boy talking about same thing. I mean, you said the same thing about Lil Boosie. You yeah, it's the same. Out. Like I, I, I'm quick. I'm quick to tell a a, a young man you ain't got to do it just because it's in your face. Like you, you don't. It, and especially with young boys, no one tells us that it's okay to tell girls no. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're almost socialized to be like. If they are throwing it at us, we gotta take it. No, it's all right. It's all right to say no. You talk about uh, potentially like us, you know, doing it before we should have, and how you know John was a late bloomer in eighth grade. I didn't lose my virginity until I was a freshman in college. Damn it! And on top of that, I was a late freshman. I, I mean, I wasn't with my crew, so I'm almost twenty years old in college. Mm-hmm. It so. It's different experiences. Are you on the Bill Clinton tip with sex? Are you are you really like all sexual experience? <laughs> no, really, for real, for real. I, that oh, on, that was on, my. I'm, ask me because I'm on the Bill Clinton tip. And, and, and I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say I'll say a name, and 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 Neil yeah. will know. 
the name Latrice. See, you remember that undergrad? Yeah. Her crazy ass was able to blow my mind because I had no experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. But you know what? That's I do want to touch on that. I don't know who I don't know who said it, right? I think you said somebody said it in, 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 in a comment or chat. But when it comes to the whole idea of sex being too early, is it a double standard for real though? Like, can dudes have sex early and it's looked at as, eh, all right, my man, or is it universal, like Kelsey was saying, it's too early, period, man or woman? Check this out. My daughter, my daughter is three. I was molested when I was five. I cannot imagine somebody doing that to my child at five years old. Now that predisposed me to the whole slew of this stuff, right? And you just grow up with a different kind of mindset. Now, granted, I wasn't, I, I definitely have talked about this plenty of times on this show, plenty of times with, you know, not plenty of times, but enough with uh, psychiatrists and the support where there's no, I guess, significant lingering damages as a result of that experience from my babysitter of all people, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't lose my virginity until I was a sophomore in high school with my girlfriend. And I hated it my first time because she, she, she was, she destroyed my back. It was just, it was like claw. My, my friends were like, man, what the fuck was she doing? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. I'm looking at John's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, it's real. Go ahead. But but I'm saying there doesn't need to be a double standard, right? Just because society may may tell you that it's okay for dudes to do certain things, that's wrong. I was talking to somebody, man. We was in elementary school. We used to hit girls on the butt. You can't do that no more. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. We was wrong then. But oh wait, hold up. My bad, fam. Did you say there doesn't need to be a double standard? No, it doesn't need to be. Okay, but there is. Yeah, but there is. But there is. They but have, have to like, to, like no, no. We we don't see a double standard. Right. But we are not the average dude that's encouraging the cats in the streets. Like the average uncle will be like, yeah, how many girlfriends you got? You saw a seven-year-old. You saw, how many dudes did you see call signing a little boosie saying he paid for somebody to, to have sex with his little nephew or something like that? Mad dudes was co-signing. I saw a few. I didn't see none. I saw, I saw dudes co-signing that. Now, because you know sisters what? was definitely wrong. It was because like, that's you know wrong, that's say? wrong, that's wrong. Even off the old high school stuff that I still see, because I'm an educational system and I could see it with the high school youngest. If a dude is in, I don't know, we'll, we'll go to the extreme. If he's in middle school and he's caught our bodies already, his peers is looking at him like he the man. But just the double standard, if a sister says she caught four or five bodies already, she's labeled through the whole, through the whole thing. So the double standards does exist, no matter what. If 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 a dude if a dude goes around, he could be a player and have mad bodies. But a female, it could be a handful of numbers. They're gonna look at her like, yeah, she, like she the hoe, right? Yo, yeah, she, right. if it gets out once, the the a woman or a girl is slandered and it's very unfair. It's terrible. But if it gets out like early, you in middle school, high school, whatever. I don't know how it is now because I'm not in middle school or high school. But back in the day, you were exactly right. The dude was considered some one way and a girl was considered the other, but it's like, who was the dudes having sex with? It was the girls. So either somebody's lying or, or what's going on? I mean, again, we old. Right, we yes, old, and that. we old. Yeah. I'm looking at it like this. Do you, at, at the age you are now, do you want a woman that is uh, 
has many experience. bodies. Or do you want a woman that knows what she's doing, right? Does she want a man who knows what he's doing or a dude who is trying to figure it out along the way? Yo, yeah, if you right. ask that question in 2020, you're an idiot. <laughs> Internet, stop doing that. I'm not talking about you, KG. If you are the type of person that when you're getting to know somebody, you're like, yo, so, you know, what is your sexual history? How many bodies you got or whatever? That's retarded. Don't do that. Now, I don't mean to use that R word, but don't do that. <laughs> I agree with you, actually. I, I, I think it's an immature question, right? And that's what I was going to get at. But like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not asking that. That's not, that's not on my radar. Okay, it's just the past. It's, it's not on my radar. There's certain things that people got to get over with this uh, social media oversharing type stuff. That's definitely one of them things that you should keep in the closet. It doesn't matter anymore. That's no, we ain't answering them questions. Most people want a grown woman and most grown women want a grown man. So that comes with experiences. And the only, the only thing I would, I, I would prefer is that if there is something that can come to me on the streets, I'd rather hear it from my woman first. That's all. I don't want to walk down the street and someone smack in my face. Yeah, you know, we used to run trains on your lady. Even if, Jesus flipped tables. No. If, if, <laughs> even Jesus flipped tables. If I, but if she told me, and I knew it beforehand, and they came to say that to me, I'd be like, and she told me y'all was whack. Say it again, I'll punch you in your mouth. I, I, but I can't I, even imagine. That's me. <laughs> I just would rather know first from my lady versus some arbitrary dude. Well, you know, dudes who try to burst your bubble in the heartbeat. They see you happy with somebody. Mm. I was like, y'all should have kept her. You lost out. I wish, I can't even imagine some dude. That's facts though. Kelsey, that's a real answer. Listen, man, if you got a woman and somebody's coming to you talking about their sexual history and you looking at them like, yeah, but it's better. Yeah. Or just kill him with the, I know exactly what you're talking about, fam. Nope, nope. I'm going to be like, watch your mouth. You really want to say something, let me know. I'm like, watch your mouth. I can't even imagine that conversation happening not 20 years ago, period. Like, I, I will say this. One time I was out and about with somebody. I'm not going to mention no names or whatever the case is. But she's, we was on the Metro and she started acting funny. And I was like, yo, what, what's up with you? And afterwards she was like, there was this guy there. Do y'all remember the one iota from around the early 2000 era? There was one dude that was an iota and he would be out here bad. He would be suited and booted in his whole little outfit and it would just be him, but he would be doing his thing. Well, he was the dude. And she I don't was know just what like, thing is as an iota, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, he would be, uh, what do you call it? He would have all, all his paraphernalia. And so it would be like 50 Qs over here, 50 alphas over here, and him, that one iota by himself. But he would represent and he would do whatever iotas did. My point being is that was the dude that she was acting funny about. And later on, she told me that they had a thing. And I really was like, that nigga? (laughs) (laughs) I can't really deal with you. That's a wrap. Cut it out. And so from then, I learned, I don't don't know. Wait a second, hold up. John, when you saw him, you said what? Because we was on the Metro. Face you did again. You was like, who? No, because when she explained it to me, I was just like, it just <laughs> let me ask you a question. It Hello, added up. Because I was like, wait a minute. I'm I'm like, you, me and him on the, we, no, 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 no. 
Let me ask you a question. If he was, if he was like a Q or Alpha or something like that, even like a regular dude, would you feel different? Um, I think it would have. It, it, anybody, the way that she was acting made it made me feel like we was bumping heads, basically. Like she was kind of like, "Oh damn, I shouldn't be seen in public with you because that's my actual man. You on the side, and we was we shouldn't even be together." And so then it wouldn't have mattered if he was, you know, whoever he was, but because it was that particular dude. I was just like, so wait a minute, you hiding me from him? <laughs> that that just rubbed me completely wrong. It's like, so from that point, I was like, I'm I'm never asking them. I don't care, whatever. But, but you, you didn't know. ask the question. You just saw her behavior shift and it's like, what's going on? You all right? And then it kind of came out. And then it all kind of came because I kept poking at it, poking at it, poking at it. If I would have just left it alone, it would have been left alone and everything would have been cool. But I didn't. Nonetheless, one lives and one learns. So <laughs> speaking of living and learning, it is 1017, gentlemen. I don't know if we're going to continue with this Gab Fest or do y'all want to call it a day or what, what do we want to do here? I've missed all the topics, so I just kind of came what in. Was it? I wasn't you supposed came to be in. In. No, you, you did. You came at the beginning. At the you time. came right on time, fam. Right, right on time. So let's wrap it up. So basically, don't have sex when you're 11. Um, Trump is a moron. And introduce your kids to your new boo whenever you get ready or you feel like they can handle it. So that's kind of everything we touched on. Gentlemen, do y'all have like some kind of last words for the people here? You know, anything you want to make sure that they know to tie them over till next week? Are y'all really, well, I guess I'm, we don't really talk about sports at all, but I did, I was curious to get y'all thoughts on Doc being fired, Bron going to the finals, that kind of mm-hmm. thing, but y'all don't really care about that. So. I do, I do. I don't care about the NBA right about now. Yo, I love it. There's nothing about think... the NBA that attracts me right now. I'm just like, yeah. I don't understand people like y'all, man, because we are really seeing in LeBron James, I don't know if we're ever gonna see this again. Anybody that says that LeBron is, LeBron is the greatest basketball player ever, period. I don't agree with that. No. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. That's, that's pushing the job. No, it's not. I'm going to tell you why. He has been to, I want to say, is it 10 out the last 11? 10 out the last 11 finals. Well, he's been uh-huh. to 10 in his career. And how many did oh, he it's win? The last 10 out the last 11. How many of those finals did he win? This team? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Three different teams. But still, he was there. And how many did he, he win? I don't know. Three, four? All I know is Jordan went to eight and Jordan won eight. That's not true, actually. He went to six and won six. He didn't win. He didn't. It was an eight. It was six. No, no, no. In 94, okay. 95. Whatever. My fault. Let me say it like this. He's 100%. Okay. Can, Every can, final can, he went to, he won. And put it like this. John, can I pose this statement to you then? Because I've always had a problem when people use the term GOAT. Can we say LeBron is the greatest for this era? No question. This no, no question. There's no debate. Like Because in my mind, if I had to go to list the greatest, I would say, okay. It was Braun, before Braun it was Kobe, before Kobe was Jordan, and before Jordan it was Dr. J. So I say he's the greatest for this era. I can't say, greatest all time means to if me. If you put Jordan. Basketball has been invented. put Dr. J put ahead Jordan, of Magic Johnson. Please don't. No, but I'm, okay, not ahead, but. All right, so you, you John, we're not gonna have this conversation because. Yeah, I don't we think, might be able to talk about this later. Yeah, I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I think he's up there for sure. He's he's lost too many NBA finals. 
he keeps getting there. And here's my point. If you put LeBron in a game of 21 against anybody that's ever played basketball, he's probably going to beat him. We're not talking 21. You're talking to the greatest of all time in NBA basketball. Not 21 on the street. Thank you. In NBA basketball, LeBron right now is the greatest player that has ever played. And what I mean, and I think that people But right now changes the whole thing, John, when you say right now. No, I mean, period. I'm saying period. I'm saying he's already ahead of Jordan. He's number one. Jordan's number two. You're you're foolish. Actually, I take that back. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number one. Uh, LeBron's number two. I probably, I might even put Magic number three because Jordan was a great scorer, but he was not the all-around player. But all that to say- Jordan went to more finals in his career. I don't give a damn about that. I mean, so did Robert Ory. Robert Ory went to a whole bunch of finals. Is he the one? No, no. Why is it? Over the course of- Michael Jordan's career, I believe he went to more finals and more than 50% of the time he was playing basketball. Okay, great. And I I, believe that LeBron is in that same range. I think LeBron is dope. Incredible. I think Kobe is better. Thank you. I'm I'm, I'm done. I think think Jordan is the GOAT. Thank you. Stop right there, please. Because when you said Kobe was better than LeBron, you lost me. Of course he is. It's it's all good. Oh, was. God bless the dead. Well, like, you, like, you, like you LeBron has moments. LeBron has moments. LeBron has more moments than Kobe when he will disappear. He has moments where he's phenomenal, and he has more moments than Kobe with, than he will disappear. Kobe was... The reason I'll put LeBron above Kobe because he only missed the playoffs twice, two or three times in his whole career. Kobe, at when Shaq left, first couple of years, yeah. no playoffs. Right. After Paul Gasol kind of dipped out, no playoffs towards the end of his career. The dude makes the playoffs. So I, I can't I can't put even though Kobe has five rings, I, I think LeBron is better than Kobe. LeBron is better. A lot of LeBron people. is better is a better passer than Kobe Bryant. He made his teammates better. He's a better rebounder. He's a better defender. Kobe, uh, LeBron can literally defend every position on the court. Kobe cannot. There's no question. He's never been a defensive player, though. He's never been defensive player of the year. Who, Kobe? LeBron. Uh, Oh, LeBron. Uncle Uncle Kizzy said Jordan can't be stopped. And that's the truth, period. Put Jordan on the ball court against anybody. No one's one-on-one. No one's stopping him. Oh, sir. uh, Tell your uncle he's wrong. Because if the reason that LeBron did not win eight titles, I mean, the reason that Jordan didn't win eight titles was because even if he was in the league, they would have ran into the Houston Rockets in 1994 and 1995 and lost both of them series if they would have done that. No, nobody had an answer for Akeem Olajuwon in 1994. The only only thing that messed up for me, Jordan's legacy is that he started to play for the Wizards. He should have just been an owner. He he was a part owner. He decided, well, I'll play, and it'll drive up uh, ticket sales. And, and he got demolished all the time. And of course, he was that, you know. Check this. Old Jordan played what fourteen years? Let me just one, two, three, four. He played fifteen years, missed the playoffs twice, and went to six NBA Finals and won all six. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. LeBron's played. And then last years. year he played for the Wizards. He played 82 games. LeBron's only done that once in his career. Jordan's done it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Um, LeBron has averaged more and took, points. And he, and he took two sabbaticals. LeBron's averaging more points. That's not true. Averages more assists. 
averages more rebounds. He's simply a better all-around player. It just is what it is. But nonetheless, I mean, um, you know, he's about to win another title, and then people are going to be mad about that. This I'm season gonna, don't count. This season ball. doesn't count. That's not true. What? It does count. It does for me. It looks like pickup basketball every time I look at Yo, it. Yo, this is some of the best basketball they've been playing. Basketball, um, baseball, and football, this season for me at least, does not count. I think you're tripping because I am tripping then because it because don't because you got to you got to look at the complexity of what's going on, right? There's a pandemic. Yes. One, they away from their family for I think it's going on three months. So they have not seen their family for three. If months. they're in a bubble, yes. NBA, NBA's in a bubble. Baseball finished. and football aren't in bubbles. Finished. Away from your family for three months. At least when you are at home, you can get to see your family. They go to road games. Basketball, the other, yes. Another piece is the social injustice piece. We can't minimize the impact that, particularly LeBron, who right. is critically involved in social injustice. Like okay. you gotta, that's you gotta compartmentalize to no other end. No other basketball players have to deal with. No other basketball players have had to deal with something like that. Okay. I think mentally speaking, this is probably the most taxing period, particularly for NBA players. Right. They negotiated try to, to try to get the, the the owners to open up the stadiums to vote as voter registration. Right, right. Just a place for people to vote. That's unprecedented. More than a vote, you get involved in that. He's done everything with the graduations, his school. Like this dude is super involved. I can't minimize that impact and think that this experience in this bubble is a cakewalk. It hasn't I'm, been. It's not. I'm not. I'm not minimizing it. I'm not saying it's a cakewalk. It's more along the lines of what you just said that this is the most. This is really one of the most taxing sport seasons they've had to play and when i think of how taxing it is i don't think the overall majority of the league is playing at 100 percent capacity because of all the trauma and drama that's going on so if we were playing at 100 percent capacity i feel like it would be an alternative universe something else would have eventually played out so everything i'm seeing is people competing against folks who aren't at 100 percent. that's why i don't i don't give it I'm just like, eh, it's an asterisk because no one's really yeah. playing. Not yeah. no one. People are not 100% right now. Did the Raptors have an asterisk on their championship last year? What does last year have to do with it? Well, uh, Kevin Durant got hurt and also... Uh, I'm not talking about an individual player getting hurt. I'm talking about what you just said. You, you, said, this, you said 100%. This, 100%. this environment is taxing. Everything that's going on right now with the social injustice, with COVID, has never happened before. At the same time, it is killing people. And folks are like, my family's dying. My friends are getting sick. People are getting shot in the street. We're, we're trying to protest. Like, our attention spans are, are being pulled in so many different directions. So when I look at um, professional sports, I don't think all of them can devote 100% attention to this sport. So they're folks, like, I don't, Here's the thing. Who was it? The, 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 what was it? The Denver Nuggets? Who was it that just um, got swept by, not swept, but beat up on by the Clippers because they came back four games straight? Who was it? The Nuggets? Nuggets beat the Clippers. The Nuggets beat the Clippers. I don't know if the Clippers would have lost that series in a regular environment. It was up three to one, Rob. They lost. But, and they lost, they lost four straight. They and, didn't lose four straight. They lost three games straight. All right, three games straight, but they lost that in COVID era, social injustice era. I don't know. I'm not 100%. I don't know if I'm going to play this. 
I just don't know if everything was copacetic, it would have happened like that. They're professionals, Rod. When you go to when you go to work right now doing all this stuff, do you do your job at a high capacity? I do, but you know what? I'm 47. Just because you're 19, 20, 21, 25 and play basketball, that don't necessarily make you a professional. You when still you working at, when you were working at 25 years old, were you a professional? I struggle. The fuck out of here, man. Right. Here, here's my thing. All I want people to do is oh, to look, appreciate. You know I struggle. <laughs> well, wait a minute. All it's I want people, I don't think that we are really appreciating LeBron. <laughs> I mean, the the LeBron as a human is much better than Jordan, period. So separate the human aspect because LeBron, uh, Jordan was a gambler, blah, blah, blah. Separate all of them. Say what? Never wrong with gambling. I, I, here's here's the, the difference between oh, Michael Jordan and LeBron. Oh, Let me finish. The difference, in my opinion, is this. The era that Jordan grew up in represents the era we grew up in. It was safe to kind of be quiet. It, you wanted to get along and get along. Um, we listened to music that we never did, we never liked. We went to parties that was whack. The music was horrible. But you wanted to uh, progress yourself, uh, you know, really put yourself forward so that you can economically help support your family, go to the next level. LeBron is at the stage, all of these guys are in an era where none of that matters. They say what they want, they do what they want. And I look at it and I'm not envious of it. I'm proud of them because they can say how they feel. And there are very little, if any, ramifications for it. The Rock, at this point in his, in his life, is able to do the same things. Like him, Dave Chappelle, those guys are truly free to do what they want to do because they don't, they're, not, they're not afraid of what the downfall or the outcome or the, 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 the blowback will be. Um, and anybody right now, if you are black or a person of color, it is probably the, the safest time to be who you are authentically because you, you probably won't get this time again. Like it's, it's dope right now to be black. I mean, all I want people to do is just appreciate greatness. I don't think we're going to see this again. No. Um, and people ain't going to really appreciate this until LeBron retires. But well, you, got, you, you got Kevin Durant coming. You like, you know, he will never be the same because he's hurt his Achilles. He tore his Achilles. But gentlemen, so I think that's going to have to be it. Um, thank you all for coming out, for listening. Please like, share, subscribe this podcast. Straight No Chaser. We're available on uh, everywhere that podcasts are. YouTube. Except for SoundCloud. Except for SoundCloud. Uh, but everywhere else. So like, share, subscribe. Straight No Chaser, the podcast. And uh, yeah, man, until next week. A shout out, uh, what's the name of Soleil's company? Soul Kim Studios. Soul Kim Studios. If you need some artwork, some buttons, some paintings, maybe oh. girl got some great things for you, man. Check it out. I'm shouting yeah. out businesses, go for I'm shouting out some good black owned businesses. There it is. Since we doing that, since we doing that, adornments by Ari, get you some one of a kind, uh, uh, handmade uh, um, bracelets. If you like them bangles and bracelets and every dollar that's made, a portion of that goes to philanthropic nonprofits, charity. Look it up. There it is. There you go. All right. Well, fellas, we did it again. And until next week, we out. Peace. That's it. Man. Straight, straight, no chaser.